0: Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views, and interviews important to you. And now here's Roger. And this is my turn.
1: Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today, friends. I always enjoy and appreciate this time we have every week to get together for a few minutes where we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And, of course, as you know, in our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country, honors the values and principles and mission established so eloquently by Thomas Jefferson in the declaration of independence and the laws actually and the, the 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 culture if you will that that is codified in our our constitution of the united states united states constitution especially in including our bill of rights those t- those are the principles upon the, which this program is are based and which we hope to continue. We we, we we hope you know we we attempt to, or dedicated to uh, um, continuing to advance, preserve, and protect. I have a couple of issues along those exact lines I'd like to sh- talk with you about today. And before we do that, though, I want to, of course, give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions and remind you that if you have any kind of a garage door problem, and by that I mean whether if you're a commercial business if you're a residence, a homeowner, if it has to do with you're looking with a, a new garage door, you want to upgrade the garage door you have, or you just need maintenance, large or small, and service on your existing garage door, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Florida Door Solutions works with only the top names in the, floor, in the garage door business, and they service and repair all makes of garage doors. And they're dedicated on providing outstanding customer service to their customers in the best old-school tradition. So when you have garage door problems, go to the people that have your solution, Florida Door Solutions. You can find them, of course, at fladoor.com or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR, Florida Door Solutions. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. A couple of issues I want to discuss, share with you today, and kind of see where things go uh, on the show, where these topics take us. And I'll tell you the, the topics at the top, and then we'll go from there. First of all, and they're both right in the the core of the mission of our program, which is respecting America's founding traditions of God, family, country, respecting our Constitution, and, um, and the principles that are established there. One is the Mueller testimony before Congress have some strong thoughts on that situation. It was incredibly illuminating, and I think there are a lot of things that we can take from that performance, uh, which, of course, obviously was was pathetic from a perspective of, of, of Mueller uh, in terms of – but it was also incredibly enlightening, incredibly educational, and the thing that I would, um, you know, educational from a real world perspective, uh, the American people rarely have a chance to see how the sausage is made, if you will, in terms of government and politics in our country. We saw it there. And what we saw was somebody who's been promoted for at least 25 or 30 years now, over 30 years, going back to the Reagan administration. In fact, one of the things that came out during the testimony was uh, um, Reagan actually appointed Mueller to his first, uh, you know, big government job, and Mueller, <laughs> Mueller didn't even remember that. <laughs> he, he thought George, but one of the George Bush presidents appointed him, um, so he didn't even realize having got his career started. Um, so, uh, which I think speaks certainly, certainly to his loyalty, if not, if, if, if not uh, his 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 uh, his comp, his mental competence. But um, but what we saw is, is an example of what happens the way Washington works, and the way that the you know and what I mean by the sausage is made that was a great saying in people in the political world know about it. Uh, I don't know if it's widely known throughout the uh, the public, but uh, actually the first time I ever heard it was Senator Dick Langley, former you know, very powerful, influential state senator in Florida up from Lake County said there had a, had a quote that he liked to use pretty often. He said, you know, there are two things that the American people should never see how their sausage is made and how their, their laws are made. And from my experience, that is so true, uh, especially how the laws are made. I mean, when the point is when you pull peel back the curtain and you know, you get away from the lofty ideals, the ideals of the con- of the constitution of the declaration of independence, uh, the, the very eloquent, Speeches that are made by our iconic statesmen in our country, the Gettysburg Address by Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, m- many of the great things, uh, the writings of George Washington. When you when you peel back kind of that that uh, that idealized uh, cover, if you will, and you really see what's happens on a daily basis in terms of our lawmaking, and I would say this goes all the way from uh Washington right down to your local city council or town council and everything in between it's a pretty ugly process and um it's it's uh you know there's a lot of things there that you once you see them you kind of wish you hadn't seen them but the point is that's what happens on a daily basis in the real world of of government execution and um so anyway we saw some of that with the Mueller testimony what we had been told Here's this brilliant man, this brilliant uh, scholar, if you will, legal um, bastion of legal integrity. Uh, possibly the most competent law enforcement official, the most competent prosecutor that this country has the offer. Robert Mueller, a man of impeccable credentials, a man of impeccable cr- integrity, a brilliant man, a man who... Nobody can do his job as well as he can. That's what the mainstream media has been telling us for the last two years. And actually longer than that, because he's acquired this, this reputation of almost a bigger than life mythical, heroic figure uh in the world of law enforcement and government. Um that's been that he's that reputation's been there for probably decades. And and what did we see? What was the reality? <laughs> When you had a chance to to really peel back the curtain, if you will, and see the real Robert Mueller right there live and in color, a doddering, incompetent old fool who literally didn't even know, seemed to know what his even mission was. Didn't even seem to understand the legal parameters, the constitutional legal parameters of his authority and his power. Didn't even know um, what was in his own report. (laughs) Um, Didn't even know who gave him his first big government job. That is the real Robert Mueller. And I would suggest to you and many of you, I would say most of the people that listen to this show have already figured it out. Um, that's the daily, that's what happens in Washington on a daily basis. What we saw, not only what we saw in the Robert Mueller testimony was, and, and performance, if you will, and no, it wasn't a comedy show. was it wasn't supposed to be at least. Um, <laughs> It is kind of funny though when you think about this was this was going to be the Democrats' big moment. <laughs> this was going to be the big moment, the dr- dramatic big moment for the left in America. Robert Mueller, the great, esteemed, brilliant Robert Mueller, was going to show up on Congress just like Wyatt Earp used to do. Like that's like Wyatt Earp did it. You show down an OK corral. This incredibly powerful, brilliant man, law enforcement officer, was going to bring. The scoundrel Trump to justice with his, his sheer brilliance and his integrity and competence. <laughs> and what would you see? A senile old fool. <laughs> Clueless. Had no idea what he's even, even been going on in his office for two years. That, and the point I'm making is that's not sadly a microcosm. That's Washington, D.C. That is the swamp. That's, that's, that's a microcosm. Picture that we got of the swamp uh, for a couple of days, but it, it or a day, whatever it was. But that go, thats what's going on in Washington at this moment. If we were to really peel back the curtain, if we were really to have insight into the, the way the the laws "quote unquote" are made, the sausage "quote unquote" is made in Washington. That's what we would see. And and one thing I want to address when we come back from break is the role. That the so-called mainstream media played in all of this because once again, the mainstream media got it 100 percent, absolutely, positively, 100 percent wrong. Robert Mueller is not some brilliant, giant. Scholarly uh, man of the law, he's a complete senile incompetent. Uh, so. <laughs> but and and but the media has been t- building this man this this man up to be literally a, a John Wayne a, a modern day John Wayne a modern day Wyatt Earp uh, a a brilliant man a man of incredible competence and who was um in power and authority but the point i'm making there we all saw what we saw and there's no use to really beat a dead horse on it um we saw we we saw the reality and the reality did not match up with what the mainstream media has been feeding us for two years, actually longer than two years, about Robert Mueller. Once again, this is the norm. This this is not an isolated incident. It's a microcosm of the the competence of the mainstream media. Mainstream media, this is why why you're known as the lamestream media. This is one more example of why you're known as the lamestream media. Because many of you in the mainstream media – thought and probably still do (laughs) probably still think Robert Mueller's some kind of a brilliant law enforcement official, sharp, bright, on top of it. (laughs) Um, Obviously that's not the case. So once again, and once again, many of you have already figured out that what we see and we hear on a daily basis from the so-called mainstream media, which now of course is the left wing media in this country the major network, CBS, ABC, NBC, the cable network, CNN, of course, MSNBC, we could go on and on and on, numerous websites, um, Slate.com, The Politico, we could go on and on, uh, are, are just garbage basically. Just completely false narrative assumptions based on lies and or incompetent, inaccurate analyses and reporting That's the mainstream media in America, and that's why mainstream media, that's why you are known as the lamestream media. I would say from virtually everybody that listens to this program. Well, there are a few thoughts about the Mueller situation. We'll be um, back, and we'll talk about it a little bit more when we come back from our next break. Before we go to break, I want to give you a a word from our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and our friends at burnfederlander.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain is... Pleased to be voted best chiropractor for now 10 years in a row. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's Dr. Patrick St. Germain at 855 when in pain. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams.
1: Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. Talking about the, as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, of course, on our program, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. And obviously, as we see every day, certain elements of the country are changing dramatically, our so-called mainstream media, which at one point was actually pretty credible, pretty much my whole life it's had kind of a – had a, a left, a liberal – liberal bi- – not left, a liberal, American liberal, loyal American liberal bias, relatively slight I might even say. Um, I'm going back all the way to the 60s. Somebody, some people might argue that, um, but um, that it was slight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, now it's full-blown left wing full-blown, I would say, I, you know, I, I can't, you know, just full-blown anti-traditional American values. And so that's something that we need to address on our show. Um, so we're talking, we're going to talk about, uh, well, that's what we talk about theme-wise pretty much consistently on our show. But when we resume our conversation, we'll continue to talk about the Robert Mueller testimony in terms of two specific implications. One is I addressed a little bit before we went to break, and that is the, how the Mueller testimony was just an absolute perfect example of how out of touch the mainstream media is, how incompetent they can be and generally are, and maybe even how um, how their agenda uh, carries you. know, They shape things based on their agenda. Now, a thought that I have, and I wrestle with this often, but do in fact, as as late as several days after the Mueller testimony, the Orlando Sentinel came out with a front page headline and story. Now, the story was actually by the Associated Press. But anybody who saw that headline and read that article would think that Mueller gave competent testimony. <laughs> they would think that Mueller was a was a legitimate, competent figure, person, as obviously turned out not to be, and that he did a fine job in his testimony to Congress. Now, and that immediately raises a question that, that is a question I have on a consistent basis. Are... They that? Clueless? <laughs> I mean, do they really think he did a fine job? Really? Do you really think Mueller <laughs> gave uh, you know, Sterling competent, insightful, articulate testimony about the Mueller report? <laughs> when even he <laughs> – there were noticed numerous times during the whole hearings where he, he didn't even understand, didn't even realize what he was even in the report. <laughs> At one point, didn't even really understand his purview. <laughs> didn't even understand the the parameters, the legal constitutional parameters to his power and influence. Um, you really think he did a great job, Orlando Sentinel? Really? So, I mean, are they are they that clueless, or is it is is this like some kind of a, you know Big Brother attempt to to uh, sh- to you know misrepresent the truth? To you know big think, hey, you know, we're the ones that write the story, we've got the ink we've got the platform you know, these uh, it, it these clueless minions out here, these American people, these American citizens, they don't know anything it, we'll just tell them whatever we want to tell them <laughs> you know, we'll, they'll believe anything but we'll just, hey, yeah, we know that Mueller, Mueller's testimony was awful, but we'll tell them it was great and, and they'll believe it so <laughs> that's what I, I, I and I, you know it's a dilemma for me. I, I think about this: Are they either clue really legitimately clueless enough to think Mueller gave great testimony, um, or do they? You know, obviously, do they obviously do they see what, hap- what happened there, <laughs> and um, are they trying to basically pull one over on us? <laughs> are they trying to create a false narrative? Probably elements of both, um, but. Um, so that's one thing I want to address. I think this was an example of of the quality, if you will, and the competence of the kind of news coverage we receive from the mainstream media. Um, build a guy up, who I would say is, is, is falls far, far short of being co- of in, uh, falls far short of being incompetent. <laughs> Mueller doesn't even come close to rising to the level of being incompetent, um, and present this this pathetic individual. <laughs> poor, pathetic individual, as somebody who's some kind of a heroic, almost a superhero, a legal superhero in America, uh, a modern-day John Wayne, a modern-day whiter, <laughs> you know. That's what we that's what we get from our mainstream media. But fortunately, you know, most of you, you know, pretty much everybody that listens to this show and this station, it's figured it out already. That's why Trump's in the White House. Um, but, but then the other thing that I want to mention you know, and this this aspect of it that we've been talking about, you know, it's almost in a way comical. It's not comical. It it, it, it has very um, disastrous implications because it's, you know, it, 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 as, as you know, and as, as I was mentioning, you know, this this Mueller coverage w- was not in a vacuum. I mean, that that's typical. So the point is, and I learned many many years ago. I had a great teacher in eighth grade that. That taught us to always be skeptical of anything you read or in the paper or or see on television, Uh, and now, of course, internet, and that's even even more so for the internet. Um, A lot of people didn't have that. Uh, A lot of people have had to figure it out on their own, and sadly, quite a few people that I talk to that are good old traditional American people, businessmen, um, you know, believers in the Constitution, believers in America, loyal Americans. Respect the flag and cherish it and love it. Still think that a lot of the mainstream media is 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 on the up and up and and tell and covering things accurately and or or a legitimate source. And that's the point that I want to want to make here is that they're not. They they are consistently creates false narratives, like the false narrative that Mueller was some kind of a brilliant superhero, um, a giant of a man. A giant of a man, absolutely. Um, nobody can can do that job better than Robert Mueller. Uh, so, the creating false narratives and um, and ha- have an agenda, which now is full blown left wing, and and they structure and taint their coverage, virtually all of their coverage, and this is is true for sports media as well, especially uh, ESPN. You know, prime example, um, national sports national sports media is is everything is through that left wing prism, this cultural left prism and um, some of it's very skillfully done. you know I talk to people all the time that don't don't see the, uh, the obvious what is obvious to me left- wing bias in a lot of the the national sports media coverage. Um, now when you got you know, a whole n- network such as ESPN tried to promote Colin Kaepernick as some kind of a hero, to me that's a kind of obvious sign. <laughs> That They've got a left-wing bias, but some people still uh, – it's not the case. But the point is I would encourage everyone listening to this program, and once again, I'm, I know I'm preaching to the you know, to the choir because certainly the overwhelming majority, and I would say virtually everybody, um, if not literally everybody, <laughs> that listens to this show already knows that. They already know – in fact, that's probably why you're listening. most of the people are listening to this station because these stations are a safe haven. From that kind of you know, cultural liberal bias and 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 non factual, non truthful reporting, which is done by the mainstream, aka lamestream media. Um, but the, the point I would leave everybody with is is for those who haven't quite figured it out. If anybody's out there listening to this show that really actually would tune into CNN and actually think you're getting actual legitimate news, or or tune into ESPN and think you're getting actual. Straightforward sports reporting. I would encourage you to be more skeptical, and and let me just say, I would encourage you to be skeptical of every news source that you read. I would be urge, encourage you to be skeptical of, of Fox News. I would encourage you to be skeptical of of, of anything, regardless of political uh, um, side of the fence. Um, I think that's just being a good citizen. It's being a wise citizen. Take everything with a grain of salt. First of all, first question, and I have to thank Miss Warner. <laughs> my eighth grade English teacher for, for teaching us this. And that's the first time I really, really got it. And fortunately my parents helped to reinforce it. Anytime you read anything and, and back in and then print was big. So, you know, I'm kind of using that print reference. Now it's more so internet, but still, you still have print publications and we still have a uh, television and, and radio, of course, and broadcast. Look to see what pub, what's the publication? What, what, what is their, what is their agenda? What is their bias? Look to see who the writer is. Get to know the writer of the article. That's why they have bylines. Find out some of their work, and this is easy to do now that we've got Google. Um, Really know your source. Know your source. Know what side of the fence they're on, if you will. Know what their uh, point of view might be. This is a show with a point of view. We've got got a point of view on this show. This isn't straight down the... The middle, you know, reporting, this isn't a reporting show. It's not a, a quote unquote news show. It's a commentary, an opinion show, and my opinions from the 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 cultural uh, traditional American side of the fence. Some might call it culturally conservative. Traditional America, believe in the Constitution, revere and love the, the flag of the United States and what it represents, believe in the Declaration of Independence. That's that's the point of view of this program. But Virtually everything you're going to hear or see uh, now um, is has a point of view. And that's, that's one quick point I'll make before we hit the break is that sadly, once again, and it fits right in with their inaccurate um, portrayal of things, most of the so-called mainstream media sources portray themselves as just good old straightforward, objective, just the facts, man, hard news. No media bias here. No slant on these stories. We are rigidly objective. We are rigidly no no bias here. That's, if you ask pretty much anybody in the mainstream media, and by mainstream, once again, major networks, uh, major daily newspapers, uh, et cetera, certainly most of the cable news networks, they will say they will. They will just swear up and down that they are absolutely unbiased. People at CNN will will swear all day long that they are absolutely unbiased. There's no slant on CNN. There, there's there's no uh, agenda. It's just straight factual news reporting. Now, of course, that's obviously not the case. Um, so the so the point is that I would leave you with as we head to break. And I was certainly I know pretty much like I said before, everybody listening to this show. Already doing that, but I would encourage you to tell, to to, to uh, get your friends clued in. Cause as I said before, I have a lot of friends now who still um you know, see great vestiges of the mainstream media, ESPN Sports Network as some kind of legitimate objective source of information, um, and it's just obviously not the case. And so what we can do is continue to be ever vigilant, which is the the charge that our founding fathers and specifically Benjamin Franklin gave us back from the very founding of the country. We're going to go another break, friends. We'll be right back. Please stay with us on The Roger Franklin Williams Show.
0: Welcome to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. News, views and interviews important to you. And now here's Roger, and this is my time.
1: Well friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin and Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for joining the opportunity to join you to talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. right now we're talking about the aftermath of the Robert Mueller testimony and how <laughs> What what a shining, brilliant example that was of a couple things. One, just how completely uh, lame, lame, l a m e stream um, the reporting of our of our mainstream media is. You know, here they are, been building this, this Mueller character up as some kind of a gigantic heroic figure in American law enforcement and jurisprudence. Uh, nobody could ever be more competent than the great Robert Mueller. Um, and, and then we saw what we saw. <laughs> we saw the reality, which was a doddering old senile fool uh, w- w- with with an agenda, by the way. Um, didn't even know what's in his own report. Didn't even know what his own really objective was. Couldn't articulate why he was even there. Um, <laughs> that was a reality. But was that what we've been being told for two years? <laughs> that That's who Robert Mueller was? No, we've been, been being told the exact opposite. And that just illustrates one more prime example one more prime illustration of the of the lack of credibility of the mainstream media in this country today, and of course, and it all stems from their obvious left wing bias. Now, talk a little bit more about some of the implications of Mueller, because you know we should not be uh, we should risk the temptation to kind of just see this as a as a teachable moment. You know see this is just kind of a a modern day illustration of a of a Wizard of Oz moment you know you've got the great Oz you know who uh dominates life in America or you know uh this all powerful all seeing all knowing uh character um and then you pull back the curtain and then we saw what we saw just just like Dorothy did in The Wizard of Oz um and and almost be somewhat amused and and even almost a little bit entertained by it. But really, there was tremendous malevolence here, and that's what I want to talk a little bit about in, in this segment. The actual real-world implications of Mueller's incompetence were are, are vast. We're in our vast, in that you know you've got a complete incompetent running the ship, you know, you know or, or at least a you know with particular authority, you know, top of the masthead, top of the organizational chart. Um, and literally doing nothing. The you know, thoughts even occurred to me, you know, does anybody even know if Mueller even even was going into the office every day? Um, you know, did, was he even getting up and getting dressed and, you know, going to, do, go, going to work in an office? Was he working from home? <laughs> I think if somebody, I think that if we had legitimate media, I think that would be a great uh, great possible story to pursue. Um, what does what Robert Mueller's ad- daily schedule look like? Where is he? Is he at the office? What time does he get into the office? What time does he leave to go home? Um, is he working from home on his computer? Can he even operate a computer? <laughs> um, has he even turned on a computer over the past two years? I think these are all legitimate questions to ask about Robert Mueller. And, um, but the point is, obviously, he had nothing to do with this whole situation other than be the front man. Um, you know, so the media could could, could present the present a, a false narrative that this is some kind of legitimate investigation uh, in search of the truth. But what was happening and what happens anytime you you have a situation where you have a vacuum, and one of the things I learned back in school back in physics was you know, we all learned in physics was you know nature abhors a vacuum. A vacuum will be filled. Will politics, government organizations abhor a vacuum as well? And when you have a vacuum of leadership, when you have somebody who's supposed to be the leader, somebody who's supposed to be on top of things and in authority running the operation on a daily basis, when that person is absent, non-existent, such as, such as Mueller situation, then you're going to have a, an organization run amok. Some, somebody is going to fill that vacuum. And, and obviously that vacuum has been filled and the Mueller investigation has been filled by his underlings. Okay, and then we take a look at the underlings. What, what do their resumes and backgrounds look like? And, of course, as many of you already know, and this is well-documented, this isn't opinion at all. This is fact. They are most, most, if not all, were Hillary Clinton loyalists and Democrat Party loyalists to the point of contributing money to campaigns, raising money for Democrat campaigns and for Hillary Clinton's campaign, attending fundraisers, attending victory parties, for Hillary Clinton, that that's that was your un unbi- your your so-called unbiased team of investigators uh, on the Robert Mueller um, investigation. So, and of course, uh, they had a very malevolent agenda, which was to bring the president down. Now, before we go for further, though, I do want to <laughs> take a step back and let you know about our friend Glenn Tatum and Glenn Tatum Septic Service. And I want to let you know that Glenn Tatum Septic Service offers services for both residential and commercial customers. Pumping your septic tank is probably the most important thing you can do to protect your system. With proper standard maintenance and by being aware of your daily living habits, you will greatly improve the life and health of your system. Find out more about Glenn Tatum Septic Service at tatumseptic.com. That's Tatum Septic.com. Dot com, and be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Now, back to the Mueller, and That's the point I want to make as it, 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 we finish up this segment about the Mueller investigation. This isn't just a benign situation. This isn't just a situation, okay, we had this investigation, spent two years on it, tens of millions of dollars, um, really, really bogged down our president's agenda um, for essentially no reason. Um, oh, well that's not good it's it's a lot worse than that because what you have is a rogue prosecution <laughs> you've got a, a an organization that the american people <laughs> should have trust in the american people should have confidence that this was going to be an investigation of integ- of competence and integrity and everything that we've been told for the past 2 years you know, confirm that, or, or tried try to, try to promote that that concept. Everything. Man of impeccable integrity, man of impeccable credentials, a man of impeccable ability. Robert Mueller, a doddering old fool. W- when we actually pulled back the curtain and, and, and had, a, had a had a good look at him, um, so what we everything we've been told basically about the the Mueller, Robert Mueller himself, and his investigation is, has been a lie. And by the mainstream media, which is why we call them the lamestream media, but the implications are, are really devastating because now you've got a bunch of rogue prosecutors You know, with nobody to rein them in, nobody, no authority figure, nobody monitoring what they're doing, nobody holding them accountable, uh, nobody encouraging them to conduct themselves with, with honesty and integrity credibility, now you've got a bunch of a, a partisan leftist <laughs> or at the very least liberal Democrats at the very least out there on a crusade to bring the president down. Um, so that's what we learned this week about the Mueller investigation. And once again, which I leave this topic and you know, move away from this topic, that's one of the most important things that we can learn about it is that not only was it incompetent, it was malevolent. Not only would was Mueller not even, you know, obviously have the ability to, to get out of a shower of rain, much less, you know, conduct some kind of uh huge m- big scale investigation of the president. But the second thing is that you know, our our so-called media, the people that we look to, and that was one of the first things that I learned in journalism school. It was one of the things that was really literally pounded into us as journalism students at the University of Florida School of Journalism and Communications. In my case, back in the seventies, was many things were pounded into us, and they were all great things. Get the story right, get the facts right, keep your opinion out of the story. These were all things that we learned. Um, and, and 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 but you know, that's something that with with, and, and of course, you would certainly think that that would apply to law enforcement as well. But um, and that and that just sadly shows how how far journalism has fallen these days, because you know. <laughs> Virtually nobody in the mainstream media um, is 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 dealing with facts. It's all opinion. It's just like blogging. It's, you know, the, so-called news reporting now has become blogging, uh, and and most of the people, most of the, the current day reporters are, are millennials, or younger <laughs> millennials, are Gen Z, G-ers, uh with no seemingly no perspective on American history, no perspective on our constitutional principles, not, not, needless to say, no respect for them, um, or even knowledge, really. Um, which leads to a tremendous lack of perspective um from the kind of news that we are, we are getting or, or or the information that we're getting which is being presented as news which is not news it it it's, it's opinion and, and commentary under the under the um, under the guise of news the false uh, uh guise of news which is another big problem we have in the country uh, which is sad but but my point is is that sadly the principles of old-school journalism, if you can, that really served us so well um, are, are basically out the window. So we just have to be com- com- completely, tremendously observant and I would say you know, utilize a very healthy dose of skepticism when we are consuming news from any source and from any platform, whether it be print, television, radio, broadcast, cable, or Internet. Um, now, before we go to our, our next break, I want to – let you know, of course, about our friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair, and let you know that if your car, truck, SUV, van, bus, any other vehicle, uh, if you're fi- looking for a place to get that serviced and taken care of with honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. They'll take care of anything you have. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. That's fact. That's where I take my car. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopka. Be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And then also, once again, of course, want to remind you about our friend, our friends Vito and Rhonda Farah at Network Sound and Video. Of course, Network Sound and Video is where your memories last forever. And I urge you, if you have wonderful memories whether it's just boxes full of old photographs like I do um, other wonderful mementos if you have things that were that were a little bit higher tech than the old photographs once again like I like I did have and, and still have fortunately Vito and Rhonda got that taken care for me and uh, for me and Put it on up to date, contemporary media that I can use it, watch it every single day, share it with friends and relatives, if the case may be. If you've got that, and I'm talking about eight millimeter film, old VHS tapes, uh, anything that you know, eight <laughs> uh, millimeter, eight track tapes, uh, anything that at the time was cutting edge and contemporary um, in terms of media, but is now outdated. If you have those, take them to Network Sound and Video to video and run it, and they'll get them updated. For you, and you can use them and enjoy them once again. You can find them on Ronald Reagan Boulevard, 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard, conveniently located in Longwood. You can give them a call at 407 834 8555 or find them online at Network Sound Video.com. We'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. I'm glad you're joining us today. It's great to be with you. Hope you're enjoying our conversation. Uh, we'll go back to our conversation in just a moment. Of course, the Roger, Frank, and William Show is a program that is dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. And we, so It's where we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation, and we do that from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. Before we go further, I want to give you another word about our friends over at Glenn Tatum Septic Service in Apopka. The mission of Glenn Tatum Septic Service is to provide their customers and community with a company whose top priority is professionalism, courtesy, and quality, while creating new and lasting relationships through honesty, integrity, and hard work. Glenn Tatum Septic, offering 24-hour emergency service. You can find out more at TatumSeptic.com. That's TatumSeptic.com. If you have any kind of problem with your septic tank or your septic plumbing service, contact Glenn Tatum Septic Service in Apopka. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. I want to give another shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic and let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes at all levels from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's 855 when in pain. When you're in pain, Call Dr. Patrick St. Germain at 855 when in pain. Now back to our final moments here, our final segment actually, um, on the Roger Franklin Williams today. And I want to shift gears a little bit. And once again, talking about America's founding traditions of God, family, and country um, and how, you know, at one time, you know, those of us who, uh, you know, I guess are over 40, if you will, um, maybe a little bit older, Remembered when pretty much all of our institutions, both local and national, respected our founding traditions, respected the flag of the United States, respected the Declaration of Independence, respected our Judeo-Christian religious heritage, which was so instrumental and indispensable, not only in the, in the gaining independence, fighting the war, the revolutionary war against Britain, but also in establishing the country – and establishing the country that, that grew into the the, the great country uh, that that we became, um, these founding the principles stated in the Declaration of Independence by Thomas Jefferson that we are endowed by our Creator that we have right individuals have rights. Yes, we have rights, and why do we have rights? Because God gave them to us. That's why we've got it indivi- we've got rights, and we were endowed by our Creator with rights. And the purpose of government is to protect those rights. That's why government was cre- should be created. That's why our government was created, to protect those individual rights. That was revolutionary then, and it's revolutionary now. That's why America is such an exceptional country and deserves to be celebrated, uh, and especially all the incredible people along the way that dedicated their lives to, to making that a reality and, and continuing the reality, and, and all the brave men and women right now uh, in, in uniform, you know, on the front lines, wherever they might be, uh, protecting our Constitution, our our individual rights uh, right now, putting their lives on the line to do it. That's why we're exceptional, and it, it is an exceptional story. But, but the point, though, sadly, is that – and there was a time in my lifetime, not that long ago actually, where the major institutions in the country, virtually everywhere you would go, locally or nationally um, – the major institutions not only accepted our, tradi- our traditional American values, they helped to celebrate them too. They helped to advance them. I remember when the National Football League was pro-America. I remember uh, wonderful pregame ceremonies, flyovers uh, by our United States Navy fighter jets, uh, wonderful patriotic songs um, and, and flag displays before major games, before the Super Bowl. In fact, it wasn't that long ago. In fact, and I'm p- pleased to say Major League Baseball continues to do those kinds of things. But, um, but now what do we see from the National Football League of all people? Um, obvious disrespect by their workforce uh, of, of our American flag uh, and, and not a word said about it uh, uh, by anybody in authority in the National Football League. Not only not a word said about it by, by commissioner, league office, owners, general manager, coaches – uh, pretty much going along with them <laughs> either either uh, abjectly looking the other way or are not a word to um to push back if you get so if you or even to correct I mean who I mean who's the owners here and who are the players the owners are the one signing the paycheck the, the league uh, is the one you know hiring the hiring the players uh pretty much in in any business you know the, the people that dictate the rules are the people signing the paychecks and funding the the operation well what we've had, what we had in the National Football League and the yeah, last couple of years, it's been an absolute um, dereliction of duty, um, absolutely vacating their responsibilities um, to to you know corral their workforce, if you will, and and basically tell their workforce, look, you know, hey, yeah, you have a right to to conduct yourself pretty much any way you want to in terms of the flag. Uh, you you, you, know, you have a right not to stand for the national anthem. You have a right. Not to respect the, the flag of the United States of America, but you have a right to do that on your own time. You do not have a right to do that when you're when you're at work <laughs> and when you're getting ready to play a football game you're at work, and when the national anthem is played before the football game you're at work, and not only that you're wearing your your uniform you're, you're wearing the shield of the league you're wearing our uniform uh, that's the league those uniforms are the league, uh, the are the uniforms of the National Football League it 's been around for over seventy five years there 's been billions of dollars invested in it um, the, uh, uh, you know many many people led to the league being what it is today and you know the, the players wear those uniforms for a very short time. So when you wear the uniform of the league of the employer you, you, yeah there 's a code of behavior that you were expected to uphold well that 's all the anybody in the National football League had to do that 's all the commissioner had to do. It's all the owners had to do. It's all the coaches had to do, and, and they flat out chose not to do it. Um, and I and I strongly and I think part of it large, was kind of cowardice. Yeah, you know, we've gotten to a point now where where the uh, the owners are intimidated by the players, um, and that all goes back to the today's politically correct um, atmosphere, because there probably would be consequences for an owner or even for the commissioner for the league from from the mainstream media, if you will, um, if they tried to enforce respect for America respect for the flag. Um, but then I, I think suspect some of it. And I would put Roger Goodell, the commissioner in this category, as well as some of the owners. They don't buy it. They don't respect the flag. They don't love America. They don't, they don't think America is any kind of big deal. You know, hey, hey, why, hey, why should we, why should we um, encourage our players or, or instruct our players to, to honor the American flag? It, it, it's just a piece of cloth anyway. I mean, what's that all about? I, I yeah, I, I bet you in his heart of hearts, I, you know that's that's a how that's how Roger Goodell feels about it. That's how the NFL commissioner feels about it. I'm sure he does. Um, certainly, isn't it feels no loyalty to the country uh, and and the principles upon which we were founded to the to the brave men and women uh, who are serving right now and and the the brave men and women who die who've been given their lives for over 200 years. Um, but the point I want to make, and where time is rapidly evaporating. Is that you know? And, and, and I, as I believe I talked about, I know I did last week, a week or two or so ago, the behavior of the United States women's soccer team, um, you know, in the recent tournament, uh, I think was 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 reprehensible. You know, kudos to them for winning, for bringing home the gold medal. At you know, any it's a great accomplishment to to win a championship of any kind in athletic competition. And I commend them for that. And I respect their abilities on the field as soccer players. However, I do not respect actually deplore their behavior off the field, which among other things included, you know, literally days of public drunkenness, uh, which they actually were so thrilled with and they were so proud of, uh, You know, one of them, Ashlyn Harris, who plays for Orlando, was documenting it, uh, you know, for various websites, uh, you know, with video, Um, you know, public drunkenness, um, incredibly foul language. There's no other way to put it. Um, I'm not offended by too many things. I'm not offended by a lot of language. I'll have to say I was offended by the language these women were using um, and they were so proud of it. They were promoting it on the Internet. Um, and, and then also, you know, some disrespect disrespect for the flag as well, or, or disrespect by the flag. One player knelt at the national anthem, you know, uh, that player and a couple of others literally dropped a flag and you know, um, just you know, with, with total disregard. Um, was, and, and the reason they did that was because they were kind of you know, three of them were kind of carrying a flag um, nonchalantly, if you will, and then somebody was going to take a picture of them, and they, you know, obviously they. You, know, they were so thrilled. <laughs> they were obsessed, so obsessed with themselves to have their picture taken. They went running to jump in front of the camera, and they they dropped the flag. You just, oh you know, well, just another piece of cloth. Um, so I, I'm not really, you know, I feel that their behavior you know leads a lot to be desired. I think I feel it's representable. It's not, it's not a good reflection on the United States of America. I don't feel good you know that these women are, are wearing shirts that have the United States of America uh, blazing across the front that they're the, that they're the representatives of our country uh, you know not only to to people around the world but also to our own uh, people in our country and especially our younger people because you know young kids do look up to sports heroes as role models um, I did I know a lot of you did uh, but my point is is I was downtown Orlando the other day and on the side of a building. And um, you know, I, I'll has, I you know I won't mention the name of the company because I'm not exactly sure if it was their building or not. Um, but um, of 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 a couple of these soccer players, you know, a mural. Now, you know, uh, obviously meant to be a positive uh, symbol, you know, a symbol of of, of 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 I guess heroic uh, you know, aspirations. And, and I'm thinking, you know, I really don't think that these these women need to be uh, immortalized. Uh, you know, is particularly you know one of the one you know actually both of them um, that were in that mural because because of their 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 wantonly uh, disrespectful reprehensible profane obscene uh, behavior. I, I mean, is that where we are now? I mean, it, it, what because you're um, I guess in some politically correct uh, uh, you know status now that 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 you're above reproach that. That that anybody has to be exalted, um, <laughs> regardless of, of, of their, their personal actions, their personal behavior of, of, of the of the of the the symbol that they uh, project, um, you know t- to to the community. I don't know uh, personally. I, these women are not heroes to me. Um, I don't think they should be heroes to any any American citizen, and I certainly don't think they should be immortalized with um, with murals painted on buildings in downtown Orlando. Those are my thoughts. Um, well, friends, it's been great to be with you today. And I look forward to joining you again, having you join us again next week. Uh, in the meantime, I hope you have a great week. And I want to once again give a big shout out to our, our friends and our sponsors, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic, Florida Door Solutions, Sheila Auto Repair, View and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video, and Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Friends, have a great day.